Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Have you ever found weird things in a vagina? Have you found yourself needing multiple partners to fulfill your desires? Hey guys, I'm Dr. Jacqueline Walters, a board-certified OBGYN. It is so important that we know how and when to ask the right questions, whether you're in front of your doctor or just hanging out with your good girlfriends. Now, I wanted to create Dr. Jackie's point of view because sometimes you need to just hear the unfiltered good old Dr. Jackie. I will inspire, uplift, and educate women and men on the who, what, when, and where of things we balance daily. Make sure you subscribe to Dr. Jackie's Point of View and tune in every Thursday. Note to Self is brought to you by Alto. And what better first sponsor to have for the podcast? Alto is my favorite rideshare service that owns its fleet of five-star safety-rated luxury vehicles that are very easy to find. They have their Alto logo on the side and clean between every passenger ride. If you follow me on Instagram, y'all have seen me post about Alto for the last couple of years. I used Alto when I lived in LA, when I lived in Dallas, and I use them here in DC. So Alto drivers are W-2 employees, not contractors, and are interviewed, background checked, trained, and performance managed, so you always get a great ride. It always feels super safe, especially for us girls. You know, we got to keep ourselves safe, and I do tend to worry about that with other rideshare services, and Alto just... I feel so safe in those vehicles. Alto is designed with you in mind, including in-app music control. So you can click vibes on the app and like set your vibe for the ride. They have a few different ones to choose from. I usually choose like a chill, relaxing vibe. They have chargers, Wi-Fi, complimentary water, a signature scent, and backseat AC controls in every single car. When it comes to airport pickups, say goodbye to the rideshare lot. Alto picks up curbside at many of your favorite airports. Alto is currently on the road in Dallas, Los Angeles, Houston, Miami, DC, and in Silicon Valley. For new riders, I have a discount code for y'all. So you are going to download the Alto app and use code NOTE TO SELF. That's all caps N O T E T O S E L F with no spaces in between in the promotion section to get $20 off your first two rides. Hey guys, this is Note to Self, and I'm your host, Peyton Sarton. From Q&As and breakup tips to simply navigating every stage of life, Note to Self is a space to get messy, explore new perspectives, and ultimately empower yourself and others. Grab some wine or a mocktail, and I hope you enjoy today's episode. All right, y'all. So today's episode is going to be a little bit different than normal. I think it's probably going to be a little bit shorter than normal. And 
that's just that. I didn't really feel comfortable talking about something other than the overturn of Roe v. Wade this week, just because it is so important to me. And I know it is probably very important to many of you as well. And I felt it would be doing myself and you guys a disservice to not touch on it and share some action items with you guys who are interested in kind of getting involved. And today that's what the episode is all about. So the overturning of Roe v. Wade has made me incredibly sad and incredibly uncomfortable since the day that it happened. I know many of you probably feel very similar. And I've seen online some of my friends speak up about it. I did on my stories. I actually posted a story that many people shared and I'm happy that I can, you know, touch on the topic in a way that makes sense to others and feels like it, you know, represents other people's views as well. And then I've had some friends who did not speak on the topic. And I wanted to first note that a lot of the time influencers wait to speak on heavy topics for fear of maybe not being educated enough and spreading misinformation, not being an expert on the subject and not doing that topic justice, especially when it's so heavy. Most of the time, it's really difficult for me to speak on topics that mean the most to me because I care so much and I really, really want to do the subject justice. And it's so overwhelming to like put together a press release about something you feel so emotionally connected to or so intense about. So sometimes that's just something I wanted to start with. So you guys just think about when you're badgering influencers online to post about political issues, just remember they're going through it too. And everyone copes differently. So I've seen a lot of badgering online of women and female influencers not posting and those influencers coming out and saying, listen, I'm just not ready yet. And I would urge you (laughs) to remember that also influencers are just people. We don't know everything. And a lot of us just talk about our clothes and beauty stuff and home decor. So expecting a lot of influencers to come together or to each post on their stories, something concise and kind of like a whole thought out essay. It's a little bit ridiculous in my opinion. And that's coming from a person who cares so much about this topic. So I also wanted to note that it took me a second to decide to speak on this at length, just because of course I want to do this subject justice, like I said. And because of that, I kind of like want to get my thoughts organized and make everything perfect and pristine and make sure I'm so clear about all of these different things. And sometimes when it comes to more sensitive topics, that makes me not talk about them because I'm so worried about the messaging being absolutely perfect, which I do think is important to be really specific about word choice and things like that. But I decided that I'm just going to talk about it, even though I don't know every single thing about abortion, a woman's right to abortion, but I am a woman who has had an abortion. So I feel like maybe I am a person that can speak on this topic and it makes me really mad. And I just feel like I'm just feel like I'm drawn to do it. So I'm going to do it, but I just wanted to let y'all know this is all my opinion and what comes from my own understanding. And I'm going to try to be as respectful as possible and as logical and a big sense as possible when approaching all of this. So 
Besides the fact that, in my opinion, this shouldn't be a political issue. This is a woman's right issue, and women's rights are human rights. So I don't know why we have to affix this issue to, you know, right or left in terms of politics. If you guys have followed me for a while, you know that I fucking hate both political parties, to be quite honest. At this point, we're just choosing, in my opinion, the lesser of the evils when it comes to voting. And I understand, because I have a degree in political science, that this kind of campaigning for the two parties is textbook, and it is extreme for a reason a lot of the time. And mostly it's the extreme that comes out in both sides, and you hear the most about it because they're always the loudest. But even knowing all of that, it drives me insane. And in my opinion, I don't know why talking about it has to be, okay, well, if you talk about it, you're a Democrat. And if you're pro-choice, you're a Democrat. And if you're pro-life, you're a Republican. It just seems so arbitrary, these labels, because this is my life that we're talking about. This is many of your lives. This is the lives of my sister and my mom and my friends. And it it is our livelihood and our health (laughs) that we're speaking about. And I don't know why it has to be so politicized. It's actually nauseating. And I don't see how more people don't talk about how dehumanizing that is. Also wanted to note that it feels like at many points, this could have been codified into law. Abortion is a huge issue to vote on, right? So if it was already law, people wouldn't be, you know, driven to the voting booth to vote for let's say Democrats, if abortion was already a law. And a lot of the time, the, these political parties know these kinds of things and it wouldn't be helpful to actually do something and make abortion legal (laughs) in that sense, because it can be used as a political tool. And that's the kind of stuff that really, really pisses me off and irks me because again, this is my life. This isn't a game. Also not to mention that a twice impeached president who did not win the popular vote put three new justices on the Supreme Court, and these three represent a minority opinion in the U.S., this really, really intense conservative view. It just seems like I'm I'm living in the twilight zone. Like how, what part of that makes sense? And they've made this decision again for my life and for your life. This is all just me kind of making some, you know, political remarks, I guess, from what I'm noticing, the things that are making me annoyed from like the policy side. And I feel like it's important to note that the job of the Supreme Court is to decide whether or not things like this, like the abortion issue, are constitutional and not to decide whether they're moral or immoral. So people On the opposing side of this so far for me, I've seen a lot of arguments of, well, y'all don't understand the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court just decides if laws are constitutional, not if they're moral or immoral. So they're not really sharing their morality with you. They're really just saying, like, logistically, the way the law is written, it should not be upheld because it's not aligned with the Constitution. And I get what they're saying, but because abortion has been so insanely politicized as we've discussed, which is so fucked up as reinforced by the very clear vote in the Supreme court along the party lines. And because the constitution can be interpreted differently by everyone, it's obvious that it does boil down to being a political 
party informed moral opinion. And you're not going to change my mind on that. This wasn't a logical opinion where we don't still understand how the Supreme Court works. And actually the law is not constitutional had nothing to do with morality. No, it was, it was party informed. The votes in the Supreme Court aligned with each person's party. (laughs) So no one's going to tell me that it wasn't party informed. And when I say things can be interpreted differently by everyone, think when you learned in high school about loose construction of the Constitution, a lot of things can be argued to be constitutional or not constitutional. It just depends on the argument. As we've seen right now, it was constitutional first and now it's not. So you can argue both sides and everything. It just depends on the argument, which just seems so crazy. That's just what law is. <laughs> That's another reason I didn't go into it. I realized that a lot of this is just kind of like whatever you can prove at the time. It feels like a game. So in terms of, I mean, the legality of this decision, I feel like it just takes away women's autonomy, the freedom to do what you want with your life and your body sovereignty. An example of body sovereignty in retaining your own body sovereignty is the fact that not a single one of us is required to give, let's say, a kidney or donate blood to someone else, even though it might save their lives because of each of our right to have a say in what our body goes through. So what's the fucking difference? with pregnancy. What is the difference? And to me, it's very obvious the systemic effects this has. If you look at the systemic oppression of women, just like the systemic oppression of many groups of people, these issues typically are larger than just the simple is abortion right or not right? Because there's so much fallout because of decisions made like this that that impacts women so negatively for generations, not just in real time, because it does so in real time too, but it does so over time as well, which is so annoying that this isn't clear. And I feel like we don't talk enough about this ripple effect that a ruling like this causes. And the simplifying of the problem, quote unquote, is incredibly frustrating to me. So many people with simplified opinions will never be affected by this decision enough to offer important perspective about what we're really talking about when we're talking about banning abortion. Cause it's so much more than the simple act. And I'm just so sad that people who see this as a right or wrong debate without discussing the very necessary nuance are able to make big decisions for the rest of us. So it's wild to me that people don't see the effects of this and the effects this has on women short term. So like forced birth, pregnancy is a health risk. So that's fucked up. Not allowing a treatment of ectopic pregnancies or removal of a fetus when the pregnancy becomes deadly for the mom. These are short term fucked up effects for lack of a better term. But also, you know, the long-term effects, losing power economically over time, painting women in the light that they can't be trusted to make decisions over their own bodies looking at them like they're vessels with fewer rights than the clump of cells in their body. This, all of this is so fucking dehumanizing. And I'm so sick of my body feeling like it belongs to somebody else. I'm sick of people telling me how my body should look, what I should do with it, how much of it I should show, how much I should not show what that all means about me. You know, if I do have an abortion or I don't, or if I do show my skin or if I don't, who I have sex with, who I don't have sex with. We go through 
so much time worrying about what the world tells us about our bodies. And these kinds of rulings uphold that idea for women. And I'm so tired of feeling like everyone gets a say in what I do with my own body and everyone gets to have an opinion on it. It's so fucked up. And it makes me feel like nothing more than what I look like in my body. And it makes me feel like I can be controlled. I'm like a little puppet or a little vessel for other people or a subject of conversation or a topic or whatever. It just, it hurts and it's not fair. So for some people who feel like this is a win, what they're getting and the effect of this is they're getting to feel like they took a stand. They get to feel like they defended the voiceless. They're going to sit around and have these morally driven conversations for a little while amongst their friends and family members, oftentimes who think the exact same as them, and talk about how proud they are for saving lives and stopping baby murder. While they're sitting around talking about what other people should do with their bodies and their lives, those other people will be experiencing the real life consequences of this. They're life-altering and sometimes life-threatening. For them, it's not an edgy conversation that you have over dinner, and it's not a political game. At the base of this, it questions the freedom and the livelihood of women in America. It tells us that we aren't to be trusted and we aren't equipped to make really tough decisions about our own body for our own lives. And it's 10 steps back in the push for gender equality that half of the country is not able to enjoy. And the annoying part about this is that the first group who gets to sit there and point fingers and say what everyone else should do and gets to feel like they're on a moral high ground, they're privileged enough to not see the dark side of this and never have to understand it much of the time. They either will never have to understand it or they don't have to understand it until it affects them at some point, which definitely happens. And people like this are just so blinded by privilege, in my opinion, that the debate on this, because it is so politicized, one, and very emotional, two, we're having almost two different conversations. The people who are more privileged in this aspect, especially straight white males, are coming from a place where they don't have the perspective that people who actually have to go through this do have. They don't, and they never will have that perspective. So it's insane to me that the conversation is even being had, but it seems like the conversation being had by people who do not have to see the effects of this and who do not have this perspective, it's a different conversation. And it is so much more superficial than the one being had by people who will affect or be affected by this very deeply. So it feels like there's just like levels to this whole situation. And we're all, half of us are on a more surface level morality debate. And the other half of us are dealing with the reality of the situation, which makes it really hard to level with someone and get on the same page to even have constructive conversations about this. Here is a trigger warning for speaking of self-harm. So if you guys feel like you might be triggered by that, please skip ahead about 30 seconds or so. 
So one thing that was brought to my attention today is the fact that not only will we probably see an increase in rates of suicide in women and girls who become pregnant and do not want to be and do not see another way out are unable to travel to states who do offer abortion because of money and not having time because they have to work and things like that. Seeing an increase in that is hard enough, I think, for us. And I think that really hits kind of close to home. But also it was brought to my attention to remember that women are killed by their partners or ex-partners at an alarming rate. And it's hard to come to terms with the possibility of women now being killed by their partners more because of their inability to become unpregnant, which is something I hadn't really thought about, though it does feel substantial to note, as well as just the obvious losing ground in the fight for gender equality. And what scares me is that I don't think we will ever be equal to men as long as the consequences of of having sex aren't the same for women and for men. So the reality is, though, certain economic standing, which was mostly just based on luck. I was just born and I got to be in this position. Didn't do anything for it. People like me will probably not have trouble getting an abortion if necessary even living in a state that does not allow it, that has those trigger laws that went into effect. Like I said before, I work for myself. I have the freedom to travel. I have the money to do so. So this doesn't affect people who look like me and who are in my position as much as it does others. And it affects people who do not have those privileges very much. And that's the most fucked up thing about this whole entire thing is that it will continue to oppress people who are oppressed from all fucking angles. And it's disgusting. So today I wanted to share some resources with you guys in the show notes for you guys to browse and donate to or get involved in with that in mind. Because for me, I can talk on a mic And kind of just like blurt out as I have in this episode, my feelings on all of this. And I'm sorry if it wasn't always eloquently spoken, but it it is something I care about. And I just kind of wanted to challenge myself to get on a mic and talk about it openly and not worry about having perfect, I guess, ideas about it or messages about it. Just kind of sharing with you guys how I feel and maybe relating to some of you and hoping that you guys listen to this and feel like note to self is a safe space. And I just think that sharing my, you know, thoughts on it are, is very helpful in doing that. Also, I wanted to share quickly, as I mentioned in the beginning, when I was living in California, I did have an abortion and this is back when I was 25 years old. That was a few years ago. I absolutely do not regret that decision at all. It was the best decision for me in that situation. I honestly didn't leave my doctor who, you know, made me feel very comfortable and all that stuff feeling bad or guilty as I thought I might have. I thought maybe that would be the feeling I kind of geared up for that. I felt totally fine, to be honest. And I felt like I had made the right decision for myself and for my life. 
And I think my life would look very different right now if I had gone through and had that child. I got really lucky. I lived in California at the time. Of course, now California still will allow four abortions to take place for those of you who need that information, DC as well. And making that decision should be a right. I was going to say it's a privilege, but right now it's a privilege, but it should be a right. I should always have the ability to make that decision for myself. So if this is something that you are currently struggling with, if this is something that you have struggled with in the past, I see you, I'm here with you. And like I said, moving forward from this point, I will be sharing resources actively on my social media. But right now I have some in the show notes. I have some information, things that I've watched or read that have really put into words how I feel about this whole thing and pointed out new things to me, as well as organizations for you guys to support and donate to or resources for if you need an or are seeking an abortion. Now there will be some resources in the show notes for you as well. And please let me know. You guys can DM me on the note to self Instagram. Please let me know if there are people who speak about this topic in a way that really resonates with you. If there are activists that you feel like I just really need to speak to, I would love to have someone on to talk about this a little bit more. So if there's people that you follow professionals that you just like the way that they speak or the way that they word things or how they relate to their audience, please let me know. Please DM me their profiles and let me know why you like following them. Because not only do I want to follow them, but I am looking for more people to speak more, I guess, in a more educated way about this topic rather than me just like word vomiting on a mic. But I did have to do this. I had to do it for myself. I had to do it for y'all. And I really wanted to share not only my experience, but my opinion on what's been happening. And it just needed to be acknowledged. I didn't want to overlook how important this is. So thank you guys for listening to this episode. Please remember to DM me those profiles, anything you really want about the topic, you know, organizations that you like, just let me know so I can have kind of an information bank on that. Next week, we're going to do an Ask P episode, which will be a little bit more upbeat, but we had to have a moment a moment for us, me and you to connect about this in the meantime. Thank y'all so much for listening to today's episode. You can catch a new episode of Note to Self every Thursday. Please, please don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss out on any of the good stuff. I always want to hear from you, so please leave a rating and review if you have a sec. Follow Note to Self on social for all the behind the scenes action and more info about the show at NTS by PS on Instagram and at Note to Self Pod on TikTok. And I'll talk to y'all next week.